0: Maybe if you don't want to talk, you could just listen. What is happening? I am Al Foster, and you are listening to the season two finale of your third favorite above average but infinitely curious. And by the way, just as a little moment of celebration, currently on Apple Podcasts, rated five star podcast, Dime out. Yeah, I noticed that the other day. These are things that I don't really do that much. Probably should do a little bit more. Uh, sort of analytic work and stuff, but you know, a, a lot of the admin stuff tends to kind of slide to the side a little bit with me. But um, yeah, I was looking at that the other day. Five stars, not bad, not bad. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna put all modesty aside just for one moment. If you would just indulge me one minute, it is the season two finale. I'm feeling a little bit more lax a little bit more celebratory, or so, so, something to that fact. Words. This is why this is why we're five stars for our mastery of the English language. I'm feeling in a good mood. And if you're feeling in a good mood, if you've got to this point, if you've made it this far to the end of the second season and you've enjoyed what you've earned, then, uh, yeah, keep that five-star streak alive. And this is the thing. I am going to put modesty aside here. That's heckin' brilliant. Five stars. Not only that, but get this right, every rating we've received has been five stars. That is right, it is a 100% hit rate, baby. We are all killer, no filler. This show is the Ziggy Stardust of podcasts. <laughs> Okay, I feel like maybe I'm going a little bit too far, but that's pretty great, and I am very thankful and grateful for anybody that has contributed, even just the the, the idea of giving us a rating and a review, as superficial as it is in, in reality. It actually does help. It helps with the algorithms, with the search engine results. It helps with the listings. It helps with all that internet alchemy and strange digital magic. So, yeah, as I say, a superficial And as uh, kind of surface level as it may seem, it does actually help. So, for those that have given us those ratings and the reviews, thank you very much. For those of you who want to help out the show, if you've enjoyed what you've heard in this season and as a whole with the show, a rating at least would be amazing. So, yeah, this is the season two finale, and it's strange to think that we are here already. Time has just sort of flown by. I mean, I know in the last year, time itself as a concept has been a lot more fluid and a lot more abstract than it usually is, which is saying something considering how abstract and fluid time is in general. But yeah, it just seems like it has just really been in a strange sense of flux, I think. Like, there's been a, a sense of acceleration this year that we didn't have last year. Whereas I feel like, I mean, and I'm just speaking from personal perspective, but it felt like everything was kind of... Um, stretched back a little bit, like there was a sort of contraction or a compression to time last year, whereas now it just kind of feels like everything is moving at a much faster rate. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Plus, we are here. It is season two finale time, and as I mentioned in last week's episode, which if, by the way, you haven't checked out, I highly recommend you do, there's a really interesting conversation with Audrey from Anatomyth, which is a recently released podcast. That merges mythology with medicine. So if you've got any interest in either of those, definitely go check out Anatomyth. But do check out last week's episode, our last guest of season two. But yeah, as I said, at the end of that episode, this episode is kind of just going to be a sort of overview of a lot of things, really. The world at large, where we've come from since we started this season back on Christmas Eve, wow yeah it was Christmas Eve that this launched and uh, where we're at now in terms of like a bigger world picture I guess but also within the show itself so if you are new to the show if you've just recently discovered it and uh, maybe even this week maybe this is your very first episode then this is going to be a good one for you to kind of get an overview of some of the things we've talked about and some of the people we've talked to in this season bigger perspective and I really don't want to dig too much into this because I feel like we have all lived through it, we all kind of know and there's not a great deal that's going to be sort of mined from from digging back into to this but you know from Christmas Eve from the, the, the end tail end of December to the early stages of January were a strange time to be I guess especially over here because you'd had the um, the election results had come in the the transfer of power was well it wasn't questionable it was never questionable whether or not it would happen but how it would happen whether um, he who shall not be named would actually concede and if it would actually be a peaceful swap or if something heinous would happen and obviously you all know what did happen and yeah that was that was a difficult and scary time to be uh, <laughs> over here scary is the the best word to use because that's what it was it was this weird unnerving sense of just unease this this brooding sort of tension this this feeling of lingering dread because as January 6th was not surprising. It was something that kind of felt inevitable, considering the amount, the sheer amount and momentum behind the lies, the deception, the delusional ideas, the delusional refusal to accept a very clear and obvious truth, um, the the hateful rhetoric, the self-righteous indignation, it all kind of felt like it was going to lead to something like what happened on January 6th, but actually seeing it in real time on the television play out, to actually see it get to that point and become a reality was not surprising, but shocking, for sure. And it also, as I say, created this sort of lingering sense of dread, this scary atmosphere. It felt very much in the days after that and all the way through the inauguration, This it created this sense of... Just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And maybe that's just my pessimism kicking in. I don't know. Maybe other people felt exactly the same. But it just, it created this air of tension. And although admittedly it has died down significantly, it's still there. There is still that sense in the background a lot more now. But it's still there, that idea of of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And something that hasn't helped is obviously the the spate of mass shootings that we've had. Which uh, I'm not even going to get into because I feel like that is... (laughs) Because otherwise it's just going to transform and mutate into a rant, essentially. And I don't want to have a rant in the season two finale. But that is something that has been long overdue, uh, an overhaul and despite all of these people clinging to their second amendment rights, like it was it was oxygen they were being deprived of, something has to change, something should have changed many moons ago, and the fact it hasn't isn't again isn't surprising because of how much money that industry brings in to certain people within the political sphere, but yeah. That doesn't help, that doesn't help quell this feeling of tension, this feeling of unease, this feeling of, well, what's going to happen next? I've lived here just over two years, and I'm way sick of this shit, so I can only imagine what people who have lived here all their life are feeling at the minute with this. Unless, of course, you are one of those fucking lunatics that thinks you should be able to own an AR-15 But I don't think you are, because I don't think I'm drawing that demographic to my show. God, I really hope not. And if I do, I don't think they're going to be sticking around for season three. Unfortunately there's been other stuff as well Which we could get into We could get into the whole Georgia voting bill thing We could look at the, the bills that are being pushed over here in Texas In terms of voter suppression and all that bloody nonsense Um, You could look at a whole bunch of things You could look at this this real concerted effort To, to reignite the culture wars To, to really push home the, the impending doom of cancel culture That utterly meaningless internet phrase Which just seems to be a go-to sticker for for those without an original thought in their brain But we're not going to Because what is the point um, I'm not going to change anything in, in the span of one single episode And uh, yeah This is the season 2 finale I'm not going to waste any more time on that Instead I'm going to look at some of the things From the world perspective that have been fantastic And that is for the most part the production and distribution of vaccines it is something that we have been waiting for for a long time and granted there have been hiccups granted not everywhere and everybody is in um, the place that they would like to be at the minute regarding that depending on your infrastructure from where you live But um, yeah, the fact that we are at this point, that they are being distributed, that they've even been approved in the first place is a major, major milestone that we all were hoping for. Um, But the fact that they are in circulation, that they are being put out there, that people with common sense are taking them. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. In fact, yeah, hopefully you have either got yourself fully vaccinated or your first vaccination or you are on the way to. I really do mean that. Hopefully you are either there, you're in the clear, and things are kind of beginning to expand. Your world is beginning to sort of evolve and expand once again. Um, but if you're not, hopefully you are within a, a very short, short space of having that happen. Yeah, the the forward movement with vaccines, vaccinations, the the sort of distribution and administration has has been definitely the sort of positive, highlighted marker of time since we've been doing season two. Definitely the uh, the sort of pinnacle, I think, the, the sort of paradigm shift that we were all looking for for so long. And it's, um, yeah, as I say, there's been hiccups, there's been slow chains of movement in certain areas and, and certain places. But as a whole, the fact we're at this stage where we, as I say, not only have certified vaccines, plural, but are uh, getting them out to people and getting them in people's arms and and getting people back to life, back to reality, is um is pretty dang amazing. And yeah, hopefully by the time we do our next State of the Union episode for the season three finale, we'll be even further integrated into a more expansive. And I don't want to say normal because I don't think we should go back to what we considered as normal. We need to make tweaks and adjustments. We need to take what we've learned from this whole experience and create, I don't want to say a new normal either because that's just awful and sounds cheesy as hell, but um, a reevaluated way of living, you know, one that is, is fuller, that is more in-depth, one that has more meaning to it than we previously had before. gang yeah, so this is gonna be the fun portion of the show this is gonna be the fun celebratory I'm still still just not nailing that word um yeah the fun section of the season two finale I'm not even gonna try yeah it again. so in a nutshell this is basically gonna be uh just a, a nice fun joyous overlook of what we've done what we've accomplished what we've talked about and who we've talked to. ...in this past season. So as I said at the very top of the show... ...if you are new to Dime Down... ...if this is even in fact your very first episode... ...this is a great sort of menu... ...I guess for what has been... ...over the last four months or so. So yeah, we started off... ...with the first episode of the season... ...on Christmas Eve... ...and a conversation with my mum... ...which is always great. I feel like getting my mum on... (laughs) ...maybe not every season... ...because I feel like it's maybe going to burn out... ...pretty quickly... Um, But I feel like my mum is always a good returning guest to have come back every so often. I think if something warrants it, perhaps, otherwise, yeah, the novelty would wear off pretty quick. But yeah, we had her on for a Christmas episode, our very first Christmas special, in which we talked primarily about Santa Claus. All sorts of different aspects of Santa. My experience of Santa as a child, my belief, my fears, my Christmas fears of having my picture taken... Um, Yeah, maybe not the episode you want to jump to right now, considering we're about to head into the full body of spring. But yeah, definitely a fun one to to, to jump into regardless, I think. Especially if, for whatever reason, you've always wanted to know my mum's opinion on Krampus and (laughs) Belschnickel, yeah. Because we touched upon some Germanic folklore um, and some alternatives to Santa Claus in that episode, so that was kind of fun Bringing that to her attention. She had never heard of either of them. And uh, spoiler alert. Didn't really care for either of them. But uh, yeah that was a fun episode. Speaking of fun episodes. The second one. Our New Year's Eve one. I think it came out on New Year's Eve. Or the day just before New Year's Eve. It was either or. Was a 2020 time capsule. With the sole idea. Of looking back. Uh, One of the most trying, testing years I think any of us will ever possibly go through. And trying to reap some greatness from it. Not just good things, but great things. Things that brought absolute joy and love. It was me and it was a panel of four previous guests from season one. It was officially, I guess, the dimed out Avengers assembling to bring nothing but joy and greatness To the end of what was frankly a shitty year. So yeah, it was me. It was uh, Joe Myers who was on our Fantastic Halloween podcast episode. There was Andrea who came on in season one to talk about Heaven's Gate, mindfulness and TikTok. Yeah, (laughs) weird mishmash of topics there but some some great episodes with andrea back in season one if you want to go check those out still available all of these are still available by the way um who else we? we had the the wonderful rachel shaw who is dimed out resident phippy and we had dan Sarif, who was our very first guest way back in season one like i think episode three I don't know. I'm not even going to try and rely on my memory. But all four of those guys brought some pretty unique and fascinating objects to throw into our 2020 time capsule. That was a lot of fun to do. It was very different to anything we'd done in the first season. Uh, and it was just cool touching base with those guys and, and kind of mining some great things that they had uh, they had found in 2020. Yeah, it was pretty wonderful having those guys come back on. Um always going to have them on if they're wanting to come back. If you're listening, guys, door is always open. If you've got something you want to talk about, yeah, there will always be a space for you here at Dined Out. As a whole, I think my favourite thing of season two has been the guests. Because this year, I expanded outside of friends and family and people that I know in some capacity, and branched out to people that I had met for the first time. So this season I got to meet virtually, as it were, and and really kind of get into some really fascinating topics with people I had never met before, that I had either come across coincidentally through connections, through expanding the podcast's outreach or just seeking out people to talk specifically about certain subjects. So yeah, it really kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone and into some really fascinating territories. In episode four, we had our very first author come onto the show in the form of Sapphire Gia, who came on to talk about her memoir, Survive, which, if you haven't checked that out yet, honestly, guys, you need to. It's just It's a mind-blowing, true story. If you really like sort of incredible, holy shit, true stories, uh, yeah, Survive is something you, you want to sort of dig into. I believe it is available on Amazon and a bunch of other places. If you check out the show notes for episode four, in fact, if anybody that I'm going to talk about takes your interest in any way, go check out the show notes for those individual episodes and you'll find all the links to their wares and to their social media stuff over there. You can find that the show notes, of course, at hyphen Out. Dot com. But yeah, having Sapphire on to talk about her experience as a whole to begin with was fantastic, but to hear her talk about how the process of the book came about and how she got to that point where she felt in a comfortable place to to reflect and kind of go back to some pretty harsh and, and sort of torturous points in her life was, um, was really kind of sobering and eye-opening in a lot of ways. Before I get ahead of myself, I've got to mention the wonderful Danny Longo, who, of course, came in for episode three to talk to me about being a mindset coach, explain what exactly a mindset coach is and what they do and what they can do for you. But we talked about all sorts of stuff we dug really The primary focus for that episode with Danny was uh, dreaming, dream interpretations, which is, of course, something we've touched upon in the show before. But in this episode, we go a lot deeper. And she brings her sort of expertise, her educational background into it to kind of just push further into that topic to look at the sort of brain and you, how the brain is working for and with you whilst you're dreaming. And some of the really fascinating things that you communicate with yourself whilst dreaming and what they mean the idea of sort of significant pieces that keep reoccurring like motifs and signatures and we also got into lucid dreaming as well which is really interesting and i think at some point we may dig a little bit deeper into that topic down the line In episode six, we had the wonderful Brandy Fleck, who I've kind of worked with before. Um, I did an episode of her show, Human Amplified, which I highly recommend you guys check out if you haven't done so already. If, again, you're into incredible true stories, if you're into human um, ideas of connection and belonging and, and meaning and resonance and all that good stuff, those sort of deep areas that we do sort of touch upon occasionally here then, yeah, you want to dive headfirst into Human Amplified. What Brandy and the team over there are doing uh, are fantastic. So, yeah, it was a great fun to... It was kind of strange, I'll be honest. It's a little bit strange going on someone else's show, appearing as a guest on someone else's show, because you kind of get used to um, holding the reins of your own horse, as it were. (laughs) So kind of sitting side saddle while someone else steers the vehicle is, is a little bit... Strange, but it was fun. Fun nonetheless to go and do an episode of Human Amplified and just as much fun having Brandy come over to this side to talk about uh, a whole bunch of stuff, really. Really a jam-packed conversation that dived into to a lot of different issues, ideas of determinism, connectivity, um, duality, power of vulnerability, relating to other people. And, uh, yeah, lots of stuff on on that sort of tip, kind of digging into the ideas of personal identity. Really fascinating conversation, and would definitely love to have her back on to kind of maybe explore some of those subjects a little bit deeper, or even maybe go a little bit more left field, who knows. So if you're listening, Brandy, and you want to come back at some point, uh, just like everyone else, door is, is always open to you. But yeah, in the meantime, do go check out Human Amplified. In episode eight, we had, without a question, the biggest get of the show's history so far. The show's very sort of young, juvenile history because we're still we're still a young whippersnapper. We're still just uh, knee high. To a, to a grasshopper, as it were, and all other sort of age-related <laughs> clichés you can throw into the mix. But um, yeah, Seth Shostek, senior astronomer for SETI, was an absolute get and an absolute pleasure to have on the show to talk about the search for intelligent life out there in the cosmos, the search for extraterrestrial beings. Yeah, just learning about what it is that's happening and just posing a whole bunch of questions. If you have even the slightest edge of curiosity to alien life forms and intelligent life out there in space, then, yeah, it is an absolute must-have. Absolutely loved having Stefan to sort of pick his brains from uh, a a somewhat basic layman term and uh, kind of get a foot in the, the door of this particular topic, which, who knows, maybe at some point in the future we'll come back to this and, again, go in a little bit deeper. Speaking of going in a little bit deeper, episode 11 we had Brad Godson who came on the show to talk to me about his experience with Dungeons and Dragons, but more importantly his experience with Dungeons and Dragons as a blind player. This was something that I did not expect to, to, to cover at all, this was never in the works when I started drafting and planning ideas for season 2, it was just one of those things that kind of happened, it was a bit of an improvised swerve but I am so pleased that it happened. I'm so pleased that this came to fruition because not only did we get, I think, a fantastic episode and one of the one of the best episodes I think we've done with the show so far, and that's not a slight to anybody else that's appeared on the show, but just from a personal standpoint, getting to chat with Brad, and I think because I've got to chat with him more off-air as well that kind of plays into it so maybe there's that sort of affecting my judgment of of why I like that episode so much but um yeah just an absolutely fascinating episode to kind of throw yourself into somebody else's shoes into somebody else's experience and to learn about something that you know like so many things that I try and cover on the show I have a very base Knowledge of and to kind of dig a little bit deeper into it was an absolute joy. But yeah, getting to know Brad and getting to know Chris, who is the guy that kind of put me and Brad in in sort of connection, who sort of linked us up in the first place, has been an absolute joy. And I actually do have a D and D update for you for those of you that did listen to that episode. So since making that episode, I did talk at the tail end of episode eleven about how I had done a one shot campaign with Chris and Brad and some of the other guys they play with. Since then, I have played an additional three games. Yeah, I kind of joked about this being something that I could sink my teeth into or something that I feel like I could kind of see myself getting thrown into and enjoying a a great deal. And that's exactly what's happening. Three games in, I'm using a character that I made myself that I think I talked about briefly in that episode, in the sort of um, epilogue of episode 11. Yeah, a character I made myself... A Goliath, who is a warlock, who has a very strange, unhealthy relationship with a dark entity that can also manifest itself into the form of a fluffy cat called Scruffles. (laughs) Yeah, I am putting a bit of thought and imagination into this, and uh, I am just, I'm really genuinely enjoying playing D&D, which is something I never thought would actually happen, and it probably wouldn't have happened had I not actually done the episode with Brad. So, yeah, I think... For a number of reasons, in terms of being proud of the actual content, but because of the fun and the enjoyment that I've got from it, and from the games that i played, and with the people that i played, the people that are in my D&D group. Um, yeah, we talked about it in episode 11, how essentially the, the main aim of D&D is just hanging out with people you enjoy hanging out with. And I can say within that first three games that I've played, that experience of those first three games... That is very, very true. In episode twelve, I got to talk with a wonderful Kayla Spears about what she's doing with her YouTube channel, Storytime with Kayla. Which, if you haven't checked out, if you've got kids, if you're a parent, um, then yeah, I cannot recommend her channel enough. It's it's a great resource for some fantastic books, and her charm and personality, and the energy and the inflection she throws into each video. Is, is absolutely fantastic it was a joy just sort of chatting with her really and kind of getting to know her a little bit more but digging into the content that she's creating the reasons why she started making it in the first place and, and what it is she's she's hoping to do with it and, and what she's got from it just a really rich and very rewarding conversation and as i say if you've got kids then i cannot recommend Storytime with kayla enough go check it out you will not be disappointed Speaking of not being disappointed, our last guest was far from disappointing. Last week we talked to Audrey from Anatomyth. I mentioned her briefly at the top of the show. Again, it's another podcast. I mean, it it seems a little bit redundant to be recommending podcasts. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not here to pull people under. I'm here to kind of just shine a light on people that are doing good things. And Audrey is definitely doing good things with Anatomyth, a merge of mythology and medicine that is both entertaining and informative. You can't really ask for much more, especially if you are into either or both of those subjects. You can't go wrong with Anatomyth. Outside of Special Guests, we did cover some pretty special and (laughs) interesting, and you can use that word in whatever way you want to, uh, interesting topics in Season 2. Episode 5 was was a bit of a different approach in where I kind of dived into my To Watch Later playlist on YouTube, which had a whole... Sort of plethora of different topics, from train surfing, Alistair Crowley, Norwegian performance arts, the emotional spectrum of chimpanzees, um, a a guy that only ate mac and cheese. Yeah, lots of just strange but fascinating and, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely curious (laughs) topics. In that one, that's something I think we're going to do again for season three. That was a lot of fun, kind of doing a sort of mixed bag, a sort of jukebox, uh, random shuffle uh, selection of, of ideas and topics and conversations. So yeah, I think you can expect another one of those in the new season. We also dived into the weird internet mystery of LHOHQ. Is it a conspiracy site? Is it a, a sort of information leak board is it just an elaborate joke? Is it a piece of digital performance art? I still don't know to this day. But it's definitely worth diving into both the website and the episode. So if you like weird internet stuff, yeah, definitely check out episode 7 O H Q. Speaking of weird internet stuff, recently in episodes 13 and 14, it was a two-parter I read from an ill-fated, abandoned travel memoir that I started back in 2015. It was to cover the entirety of my US coast-to-coast trip of that year, but I only got as far as a first draft of the first section, which covered New York. I abandoned this thing in 2016, and not so long ago... I actually rediscovered it for the first time since abandoning it. Abandoning it? Yeah, since <laughs> since just kind of sort of sort confining it to the dustbin of my mind, uh, I, I stumbled across this thing and saw a little bit of what I'd written and thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it there and we're going to do a fresh read for an episode, which then turned into two because there was too much... In there, yeah, it's it's kind of cringy at points, but there are also real, genuine moments of introspective thinking. Um, I think the way that I phrased it in episode fourteen, the latter of the two two parts to that, was that my heart at the time was very much in the right place. I just didn't quite have the word control for what I was trying to convey. So yeah, it was it was really interesting to dive back into that, to look at how younger me was, how I operated, my mindset at the time, how I was dealing with losing a lot of weight, coming into a, a new sense of confidence that was just beginning to grow, sort of dipping my toe in the pool of social um, mixing again, dealing with the the sort of lingering leftovers of social anxiety, as it were a lot of different things going on there, a lot of different things, and it was very much, the, the core of me was very much the same as it is now and has always been, but just, I guess, my state of, of self-awareness and self-esteem was somewhat different. So yeah, if you want a pretty interesting, honest, insightful reflection Of who I am and who I was. Yeah, I would dive into that. Episodes 13 and 14, me reading from my uh, ill fated travel memoir. For episode 10, we did something completely different, something that we've never done before, but something that I want to do more of. And that was an experiment, the very first experiment on Dimed Out. And we fiddled about with the format for that one greatly. So it wasn't just a case of just a linear presentation, we were mixing past and present. Um, tenses. So the experiment in question was listening to the entirety of the Caretaker musical project everywhere at the end of time. You may have heard of this, you may have come across it. It has had quite the the boom in the last 12 months online, especially in places like Reddit and TikTok of all places. But yeah, a lot of attention has been brought to Leland Kirby's musical persona, The Caretaker, and that project in particular, which, if you have never heard of it, if this is the first time you've heard the phrase everywhere at the end of time, it is essentially six and a half hours of experimental music and sound collages, which is designed to sort of emulate the process, the decaying um, process of Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah, a pretty lofty, heavy and grim subject to sort of represent or simulate through music but, um, yeah, really fascinating nonetheless, so I took on all six and a half hours and I documented my feelings, my cognitive responses, my emotional responses, just the the experience It was a documentation of the experience of listening to all six and a half hours of that the challenges the 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 resonance, all the different factors that came and went during that six and a half hour period. So I am really interested in pursuing this kind of thing further, you know, not just looking at content and creating content, but immersing myself in it and trying things of this nature, not necessarily things that I like everywhere at the end of time, like endurance of experimental music, but just things in which I can throw myself in and kind of set parameters and rules and guidelines and and throw myself into different experiences. So on the topic of music, going from the music of Leland Kirby and the Caretaker Persona, going from that project to a project that I started in earnest around about the start of season two, maybe the end of season one in preparation for season two. Time, again, is a little bit fuzzy. But yeah, musical projects led me to creating what we talk about in episode 9, and that is Infinitely Curious. The sort of tagline that has now become attached to this show that I feel is the the truest representation of what this show is about, the easiest way to encapsulate what Dime Down is about, is to say that it is infinitely curious. We don't sort of attach ourselves to one particular genre or thinking one particular set of topics or conversations, or subject matter, because there's so much, there's so much out there that I do not know anything about, but would like to know a little bit about, and then maybe dig deeper, depending on, on what that sort of produces in terms of results. But yeah, infinitely curious, not just the tagline for the show, but also the name of the first album. That's right, I made an album. Of music, yeah, it was never the idea to begin with. It was never something that was was in my head until I say the the end of season one, start of season two. But throughout season one, I had been putting together all the musical bridges that you hear in between segments and what have you. And I just had accumulated a bank of ideas. Uh, a number of them were half done, half baked. Not even that with a big chunk of them. And some of them I just really got into creating. And it had been something I hadn't done for a long time, but rediscovered the joy of just putting music together, of sampling, of sequencing, of just doing all of that stuff, of of tinkering is how I describe it in episode 9, and that's probably the most accurate way. So, yeah, I just got really into tinkering and making these musical pieces, and then it just kind of evolved into infinitely curious which is now available on bandcamp yeah 14 tracks uh just over half an hour long and it's very much in the vein of lo-fi lo-fi hip-hop glow-fi sort of chill out music ambient music down tempo music so if uh, any of those take your fancy if you like that sort of stuff then, uh, yeah, you may want to go check that out over at iammalfoster.bandcamp.com. You can stream it, you can play it, you can you can love it, you can hug it, you can bop it. You can download it for a fee of your choosing. If you want to pay a little something for it, you can. If you don't, it's, it's there. It's just there. And that's what I wanted with it. Uh, as we go forward, if I do any more, I probably am going to put a price tag on them. But, uh, yeah, this, I guess, was a, an experiment of its own, I suppose. One that I really enjoyed doing. And, um, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed it too if you've listened to it. If you haven't and any of those genres and styles of music sound like something you might dig, yeah, absolutely, go check it out. As I say, shamelessly plug in once more, just for clarity, you can find it, you can hold it, you can hug it, you can love it, you can bop it, you can stream it, you can download it for whatever price you want at Foster. All one word, I am And on that note. That pretty much does it for your season 2 finale and season 2 as a whole. I've had an absolute blast putting this together. It has been hard work, I'm not going to lie. But it's been more... ...then worth it. For the things that I've got to dig into, the things I've learned, the people I've got to talk to... ...the people that I've got to just connect with, you know, that includes guests and you as listeners. The feedback that I get from you guys, the interaction, the growth that I've seen with this has been nothing but heartwarming. And um, I'm really looking forward to where we take this. I feel like there is so much room for even further growth... ...and so much potential to expand this into something truly, truly special... And I want you guys to be very much involved with that. As I said earlier, and I've said a number of times before, I want this to be an open sandbox. So I have some ideas for Season 3, some of which are definite and concrete, and uh, some of which are still in the making. I'm going to touch upon those in just a few minutes. But yeah, I very much want you guys to kind of help shape where we go with this. So if there are ideas, there are subjects, there are topics, there are things of interest to you, if there are directions you'd like to see the show take, then please just get in touch, let me know. Um, I am always there with an open ear for what you have to say about the show, good, bad or indifferent. And as I've said before, the best way to do that is via social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Mal Foster. We do have a Facebook page, so if that's your jam, then by all means, head over to the Facebook, the FB, and and let me know your ideas, your thoughts, your feelings, your suggestions, your recommendations, all of it. Let it out. Let it be known over there if that be the case that applies to you. But yeah, seriously, I, I want this to become very much an open sandbox where we all make stuff together and we shape the future of what this can become. Speaking of the future, season 3 should be hitting your earboxes around the middle of May to the start of June. I'm very vague about this because I do not have a set concrete date yet. It's going to be somewhere in that region, hopefully the middle of May, but I am spinning a number of plates and trying to get a few things together beforehand. So yeah, it will be in that space at some point. The best way to find out for definite, as I said, if you aren't doing so already... Follow me on Instagram or Twitter at I am Malfoster. We'll also throw up a Facebook notification as we go along. But yeah, the, the quickest way to find out when exactly season three will return is either Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we have already some fantastic stuff lined up for you. The first episode is going to be talking to Jeremy Carberry, who has just, by the time this goes out, he should have launched the podcast already. It's a show called Teeth, or The Teeth. Uh, We were still in the midst of um, deciding what it was going to be as we talked, so I'm not sure what he's opted for. But you can find him if you search for the Teeth podcast, Jeremy Carberry. It's all about animal attacks, survivors and their stories. I got to sit down and talk with Jeremy, not about just the podcast, but about his experience with animal attacks and his experience as a animal handler in Hollywood, amongst a whole bunch of other fascinating stuff. There is... Some serious, mind-blowing wig, just knocking off of your head type of stuff going on there. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to putting that out as the first episode of season three. Our second confirmed guest is somebody that I think we're going to get two episodes out of because the conversation was pretty in-depth. It was pretty dimensional. It was with the wonderful Dr. Lauren Serpico, who is a specialist in terms of social media. And that is very much the core emphasis of our talk with her is social media, the idea of representation on social media, social media sort of hints and tips, putting the social in social media. And the, the main crux of what we talk about is something we call chasing the unicorn, and that's this idea of chasing the ideal of perfect with comparison and self-critique and self-esteem um, and all the things that tie those ideas and topics together with social media yeah it really is pretty in-depth and really really insightful we've touched upon it a little bit in the show beforehand but not to this extent so i'm really looking forward to, to being able to share those what i say will probably be two episodes with you guys At this moment, I don't really want to say too much more about the things that I kind of have in the pipeline because they haven't come to fruition, they haven't actually happened. I'm in the midst of making them happen, and fingers crossed, hopefully, we will get those cemented and booked in. But let's just say we're going to be looking at some very fascinating areas, including astrology, tarot reading, uh, soul reading, um, psychic behaviour, and the the sort of more humanistic side, the, the sort of collateral damage side of uh, cult membership, of of what it's like to fall into a rabbit hole of, of a cult mindset and the effects that come from that once you pull yourself out. Uh, yeah, as I say, I don't want to kind of get into too much about it, but those are just a few things to sort of tease what I have in motion at the minute. And whatever, as I said, you guys want to hear. And on that note, that about does it for this episode and for this season. It has been an absolute joy to throw myself into this and see the shape that it's taking, because we're still gestating, we're still mutating, we're still evolving, we're still becoming something. And uh, hopefully with some help from you guys... Begin to stretch out even further into more bold and adventurous territories. If you have been with us for whether it is just one episode or you've been with us for all 42 episodes that we've done so far, uh, thank you as always for listening. Um, if you weren't listening, I wouldn't be making this in the first place. So, yeah, hats off to you guys, especially those that have actually been with us for some time. You know, it really does mean an awful lot. And to anybody that has found the show this season, that means an awful lot as well. And for those that are spreading the word and letting like-minded folk know about what we're doing here. Yeah, nothing but love from my end in that regards. I'm on the subject of love. Before I go, one last shill before the season ends. If you have enjoyed this and you haven't yet, then please do subscribe. That means when we do kickstart season three, you are not going to miss out on any of the stuff we're bringing to you. And uh, it's all delivered straight to a device of your choosing. On top of that, to kind of go full circle, if you've really enjoyed it, why not give us a rating? Keep that five-star streak going. And even if you would like to, if you've got the time and a few kind words, maybe a review. That would be nice. Yeah. But that is it, guys. That is us. Yeah, Dunsky. Look after yourself. Look after each other. And until next season, keep it dimed. Out.